0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's
1: only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
2: If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes... Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Go!
3: Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. The big question is, can I pull it back to 5-4 this
1: weekend and make it the narrowest lead for John in the history of the show? In a few weeks' time, could I pull ahead?
3: Well, that's exciting. You've literally never been ahead since we started playing fantasy football together.
1: I confidently predict it will happen this season.
3: At some point, you will take the lead this season.
1: I think you can feel it. I think you can feel that this is a different contest.
3: Yeah, you're 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 a lot better now. It's uh, you know, it's it, five three is exciting. It, it pushes. You know, I like to be pushed. I like to get the best out of myself. And um, you know, that's a complete lie. I hope you capitulate, and I hope I can take my foot off the gas.
1: Yes, plenty to talk about, John. And as well as that, today we're going to be joined by former spin doctor and podcaster in chief, Alistair Campbell. We are delighted to be joined by the former Director of Communications and Strategy at Number 10 Downing Street, Burnley fan, Alistair Campbell. Alistair, welcome to the show. Do you play Fantasy Premier League? No. Have you ever? No. Why not?
0: Uh, Just not. I I don't get it. I don't understand the sort of obsession (laughs) that some people have with it. I mean, I follow football very closely, as you know. Unlike you, I go to a lot of games. Uh I don't work. just I don't just do it from radio studios and the like. Um but no, I don't I, I just think and the thing the whole concept of fantasy, I think it's fine to fantasize about stuff, but can I just let you into a secret, Matt? Yeah. Harry Kane is not really in your team. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> just not. He's not.
1: Okay. He never will be.
0: Harry Kane doesn't know who you are.
1: He might. He might listen to the he show. He might, he might,
0: he might listen, he might. Okay, but most people who do fantasy football,
1: yeah. Harry Kane
0: and Gabriel Jesus and all the rest of them, they don't know who you are.
1: Harry Kane and Gabriel Jesus might be fans of impressions-based topical comedy.
0: They might be, they might be. I'm, 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 when I said you, I was broadening out from you as the interviewer to your audience. I think both of them, have got to, they've got to understand that the top footballers in the world, Ashley Barnes, doesn't know who they
2: are. Okay. But where does this end? Where does it end? Well, because isn't there an element even in the stands? You are slightly thinking, Whoa, if, if that was me, do you know what I mean? If I had a nod, yeah, that I like, had a tip that in back post.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are, um, but we're part of something. So look, I'll tell you what, my, my football fantasy, when I'm watching football, yeah. I think I can have an impact on the game by being there, and even more so, Matt, this, replies to, this applies to you particularly, by not being there. So, for example, <laughs> let's just say Burnley are playing Notts Forest in the sort of cup. Notts Forest. In, as, 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 we're, as we're now, <laughs> Burnley are playing Forest yeah. in the cup, yeah. and Let's say with six minutes to go, uh, it is announced that the crowd at the city ground was 27,493, right? Let's say I hadn't gone, but I'd been planning to go. The crowd would have said four at the end, not three. That might have caused a slightly different reaction from even just one of the players who heard a different sound.
1: You You know, I agree. And I often look at the, when I'm at games, see the attendance thing. I'm one of those people and I enjoy that buzz. But I think maybe what you're saying is, I think you're coming from perhaps a more egotistical is that you think (laughs) because you're Alistair Campbell, you can somehow spin your way to victory. even No, no, I'm not
0: thinking that because I'm thinking that of every single member of that crowd is part of that effect on that particular player at that time. Who then, or I'll give you another one. You know, the thing where sometimes some clubs, the fans pick the, the man of the match. You pick the player of the match by texting. Right. Yeah. Let's say that one of the players wins by one vote. Right. And yeah. let's just say when they hear it, okay, some players might think, oh, I don't care if I'm a man of the match or not, but it might just give them that little buzz, that little agree. thing for the extra five minutes. I agree.
2: I guess you two are, but by definition though, Sad. Supportive supporters, and I am deaf. I-, I would have the opposite effect. So, when it's a four, I think perhaps they oh. heard that tot I did when they misplaced that pass, <laughs> and it would have been a better atmosphere <laughs> if it had been a three at the end.
1: You're what they call a cooler, you know, those guys they put on them tables in casinos to stop people's <laughs> winning streaks.
2: Is he a, dra- is he, a is he
0: Is he an energy drainer?
1: Oh man, man. does, does he-, he not feel more drained already, even just in the last couple of minutes?
0: Well, I think turning up wearing a dressing gown to do the interview,
2: <laughs> was defi- that is definitely a first. These are the off-camera secrets.
0: Well, you know, I've got to say, though, of all the things that I've learned so far from doing this podcast, that's the one that will so far stay with me.
2: Uh, as a Leeds fan, yeah. as, a, as a fan of a club where the atmosphere's great, football's going well, we're, we're mid-table in the Premier League. Talk to me about the relationship between Burnley, who had a really good run, and now fourth in the Championship, having a, a, a good season there. And looking at a team like Nottingham Forest, who got up last season, but let's be honest, are getting pounded week in, week out, really suffering. Mm. Would you rather be where Burnley are now and enjoying football, or would you rather be where Forest are? Well, I've,
0: I've, um, I've always enjoyed the Championship. I think the Championship's a fantastic division. And, and so, no, I wouldn't really want to be where Forest are right now. <laughs>
2: Norwood Forest.
0: No, I'm sure they wouldn't. But then you look at the kind of, I mean, how can I put this politely? You don't get a sense of any strategy going on there at all. They've just gone out and bought lots of different Mm -hmm. players and thrown them in together. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought you were Mm -hmm. going to ask me about my relationship between Burnley and Leeds, because you should have gone down last year and we should have
2: stayed up. It's a long season and we all end up where we end up. (laughs) It was a heck of an end to the season. There was a, a run that you went on after Sean Dyche left mm. that I think disappointed a lot of fans and put a lot of fear into a lot of clubs. Mm. To go down on the last day, I mean, we've had it. It's, it's horrific.
0: Yeah, it's not nice. It's not nice. I sort of felt we would, though. I did feel we would. Um, but, you know, I would have loved it if you'd have gone down instead. I've always had a love-hate relationship with Leeds, because I grew up in Keithley in Yorkshire, which is equidistant between Burnley and Leeds. And back then, I, I don't know what the situation is now. More Leeds fans probably than than Burnley, but back then it was kind of it was it was kind of fifty fifty. Um, so that was always the big one for us. And I've actually where I am in my office now, I'm looking over at a picture of Paul Fletcher scoring one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life, and it was at Elland Road when we beat Dirt, Revy's Dirty Leeds four one at Elland Road. It was one of the greatest days of my life.
2: So you wouldn't have that memory without without. Dirty no, Leeds. listen,
0: I like Dirty Leeds for that very reason. Dirty Leeds have given so many football fans so much feeling
1: down the years.
2: Does this relationship extend to the Oh, world? no, I hate them more.
0: The dirty Tories are worse
1: than dirty Leeds. They really are. But you saying that you enjoy the championship is like saying that you enjoy labor being in opposition, isn't it? No, no, you I don't. You talk about it. a winning mentality, you write these books about winning where you go and talk yeah. to Floyd Mayweather and Alex <laughs> yeah. Ferguson and yeah. you know, you repeat what they say on the page and you get the money for it. You know it's a sweet deal you've got. I'm not I'm not <laughs> talking the business model down, but here you are relishing in in failure. No, I'm not relishing
2: in
0: failure. I didn't want to go down. I simply said I wouldn't want to be where Forest are right now. And i i do enjoy the championship as a as a kind of footballing phenomenon i think, I think you see great matches uh, it's much closer than the than the Premier League and
2: Come on, some- what would, what
1: would Tony Blair say about life in the championship? What would his view be? You're a hero yeah
2: yeah, I just I'm reflecting on what a staggering uh, comment that was on your box from Manu. who literally has made our career of doing other people's words in Yeah, their thank voices. you
0: thank you that's a very good point, yeah. What do, do you? Come on, I know what you're playing, at, Matt. You, you want me to say, "Oh, go on, Matt. Do Tony? No, do no. Tony. go on?" In a way, <laughs> I want you to channel
1: him, and and uh, because then our listeners effectively, we, you know, we're getting you and Tony Blair on the podcast in the same way. What what would his view of championship level football be? Do you think?
0: Well, he wouldn't know much about it because he he doesn't he, he does watch football, but he doesn't go to football in the way that I do and and you pretend to do. <laughs> Um, he'll follow football he'll know who's up and who's down he'll he'll know what Newcastle are up to but I don't think he'd really have a sense of what the championship's like but I think he'd be surprised at how passionate it is and how good the crowds are our crowds have actually been better, better this year quite weird and we took you know we took 6,000 to Preston was it we took uh, you know we, we, we've been getting really really good crowds and and, and I think it's um it's not just a winning thing I, 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 th- I think that Look, let's be honest, Matt. We've talked about this before. Burnley going six years on the trot in the Premier League yeah. with Sean and Ian wone in charge, your two idols. Legends. They, they, we we defied gravity. Yeah. Now, we can get back. I think we're showing that we can get back. But I think we've got to be realistic about... And I, you know, I've got, The other thing I'd say is I've, I've found myself in recent years watching less and less what I call non-Burnley-related football. Mm. Um, I did watch the Manchester Derby the other day, um, but to be absolutely frank, I watched it because I was already watching uh, Sky because I'd been watching the NRL grand final from Australia because I love rugby league. Um, but I very rarely now, I used to watch kind of anything on telly that was football and I very rarely do now. And I think it's partly because I've slightly fought, fall- I have finally slightly fallen out of love with the whole kind of money thing in the game. And, you know, so, so there's, something, there's something earthier about the championship, maybe. And, 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 you know, I know a lot of people, by the way, who've switched to non-league football in recent years. They're finding the Premier League either too expensive, can't get tickets, whatever it might be, and they're going to non-league football.
2: I think that's Nottingham Forest's seven-year plan, actually, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's just a load
1: of hipsters, isn't it? Going to Dulwich Hamlet with, you know, ginger blokes with beards who turn their jeans up and all that nonsense. Craft ale. You know, you, you don't want to get lumped in with all that.
0: No, I'm not saying I go. I'm saying I know people who do.
1: And are and they ginger not, with pears?
0: Uh The one I'm thinking of is not ginger at all. No, he's quite dark-haired, and I've, I think he wears what you would call slacks. I don't think he wears jeans.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you really find out what sort of football fan you are, I think, in a smaller crowd. because You talked about being the difference between 26,333 and 334. When you are the difference mm. between 11 and 12, You really find out the effect you have on the game. I I, I
0: remember when I was growing up, I used to spend a lot of summers in Scotland, and I used to go and watch Scottish football, and particularly pre-season friendlies because it was that time of year. And there was something wonderful about going to. I remember going to a game at Kilmarnock, and that when you know that the players are able to hear virtually every interaction coming from the crowd as they run around the pitch. It's, there's something
1: really special about it. And so if you hadn't been, it, a, you know, even in a previous life, um you ever held abuse at players?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And no, I still do. I still do. Um, in fact, I'll tell you a lesson I learned. When Burnley were playing at... I can't remember where we were playing, but I was... Uh, it was an away game, and I... Alan Stevenson was our goalkeeper and he, he made a bit of a howler and I was effing and blinding at him. And at a certain point, the woman next to me said, look, we've heard what you have to say, but I just want you to know that's my son you're talking about. Oh, no. Yeah. And I'll tell you something um i thought of her a lot when i was getting a lot of grief at the public eye because my it never used to bother me and it never has but it really really used to get to my mum and the neighbors would my mum stopped getting any newspapers but the neighbors would think that she really really wanted to see that article at the daily mail saying that I was a war criminal you know and so they'd bring the papers round and show her and my mum would get really really upset and i used to think about alan stevenson's mum so from that moment i stopped I don't hurl abuse at Burnley players at all, ever.
1: We, would you have ever? I mean, obviously, you, you had a very um, high-powered career in the media and then in, in politics and communication. Are you the sort of person, do you think, had life been different? Would you have ever got into the hooligan thing?
0: Uh, no, I was probably too – I don't think I'd have got into it fully. I was very interested in it, and, and um, I did one – of, one of the pieces – I remember when I worked on the Daily Mirror, I did a thing where I, I kind of infiltrated the intercity firm, the West oh Ham. Oh, my lot. God. Yeah, and um, I didn't. I mean, I you know, it was it was quite tricky. And no, I, I've never felt that. You know, and even now with Burnley Blackburn and that, I, I I don't. I might sing the songs, but I don't really hate anybody who's got anything to do with Blackburn. I don't think I could be gratuitously violent to people that I don't really know. <laughs>
1: But I guess it's sort of, you know, young men, isn't it? They, they have a couple of beers. It's a sense of identity and belonging. It, you know, for some of them, they talk about it like it was just being a member of a boxing gym. You know, they, they didn't understand the context of it, how it would petrify shoppers. I just wondered as a, yeah. you know, a young man who was very passionate, whether, whether it ever crossed your mind.
0: No, I, 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 I don't like that thing where fans arrive in a town and think that they've got the right to kind of go around just abusing anybody who's in their way. He's got nothing to do with yeah. the football club. I can't stand that. But no, listen. I've I've been in situations where I mean, I got when the hooliganism was really really bad. I got in, I got caught up in all sorts of difficult situations. I think everybody did. Um, but I, don't, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself somebody who would ever want to think that the purpose of going to a football match was to go and you know have a load of fights. And the other thing, I, I'm always mesmerised by people who go to football and don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you yes. can't get that. So you pay decent money, you're invested in this club, but you're not watching it because you're looking around to see what, you know, what some Leicester fan is doing as they celebrate the fourth goal against Nottingham Forest or something like that. <laughs> Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mick Crispy, so go
1: ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
0: I went in the away end, you know, it's on the side now, isn't mm-hmm. it? And, um, I couldn't believe it. I got my ticket and do you know what it was? It was row A one. Oh. I was right by all those Leeds fans. And I did a, and at one point, one of them threw his mobile at me. <laughs> and actually just to show, just to show that I was the better person. I called over the stewardless. As you see that twat in the third row there could he give him his phone back i think he dropped it um but yeah there was chucking all sorts of stuff at me
1: because you've been friends with some burnley managers haven't you i remember you've been mates with stan turn and obviously a big mates with daichi have you managed to uh, become friends with vincent company
0: no i don't i don't know him. i'm doing i'm doing an event with him um in the reasonably near future um i met him once when he was at city but no yeah. Um, I don't know him that well. Um, Yeah, it's been, um, you know, Stan's still a very good friend uh, and Daichi I speak to still. Um, So, yeah, I feel privileged in that. And I also, a lot of the old players have become friends. I mean, you know, I wrote a novel with Paul Fletcher about Mm. football Um, and Paul was a, you know, he was a player when I was a teenager and then he came back as the club's uh, chief executive and that's when we became very, very friendly. So I do feel very privileged at the sort of, you know, and some of the current players, Ashley Barnes, Ashley Westwood, Jack Cork, I mean, the people that I talk
1: to, you know, so it's it's a nice position to be in. And if you could go on holiday with a footballer, who would it be? Any footballer? Any.
0: Oh, hell, that's hard. I think, oh, any footballer. Go Sean on Dyche
1: holiday. chose Kieran Trippier because he would often uh, book a close-up magician.
0: <laughs> I think it'd have to be... I'll tell you what, if I wanted to go away on holiday yeah. and be intellectually stimulated and feel that I was kind of on edge a bit the whole time, I'd go with Joey Barton. Okay. Yeah. Is he clever? I think he's clever, yeah. I think he's got a very interesting mind. Okay. Um And I think he's quite clever, yeah. And he does think about stuff. And I know people take the mickey out of him, you know, he's got a philosopher, coach, and he reads Nietzsche and all this sort of stuff. But I do think he's clever. I'll tell you somebody else who I think would be, I think similar style, I think... I mean, if you can get a word in, Gary Neville would be interesting on holiday. I think Jamie Carragher would be good for on holiday. I think
2: Gary Neville would probably, if he had to pick someone from politics to go on holiday, would he probably pick you? I think we could sort that out. I think he's making moves in that direction, isn't he?
0: Yeah, well, he, and I, I think it'd be great if he did. I think he'd be, I think he'd be good in politics. I think it's, I think he'd struggle with some of the nonsense that goes on in it. But you know, my God. We were saying, talking off before we started recording about this t v program I'm doing make me prime minister, my God, do we need some new blood in our politics is
2: that right why now? you is that why you did the show because I was going to ask about sort of that that tingle you get around footballers that never leaves you and when you said about being on the front row, all I thought is oh, you might catch the ball then. even touching the ball that's mm. being on the pitch. <laughs> why Why is that not in politics anymore that that sense of electricity around oh, this person is smart and charismatic I think it can be there and I think you
0: you know there are some politicians in in the world stage in particular that I think can still inspire that um but I think we've just seen a fairly steady decline in the quality of people that want to go into politics and I think that's something to a lot of it's to do with the way the media covers politics I think it's what the public constantly talk about politics being terrible and all politicians are the same and all this other nonsense that gets said um so i think the gene pool for politics is getting narrower and narrower um but you know you you, you mentioned the winner's book When, when i wrote that it was partly trying to sort of see whether there's anything that politics could learn from business and sport and if you think how many extraordinary people we see in sport yeah i mean you know hundreds we see hundreds of people in different sports in different parts
1: of the world and yet for politics you know you can count them on the fingers of one hand. Yeah, but sport's more of a meritocracy, isn't it? Whereas politics is clans.
0: I mean, I honestly do. I look at what's going on now and I think, how what has happened that we had Boris Johnson and now we've got Liz Truss? I can't look at two people and think that I could find millions of people better suited to be prime minister than that. But the trouble is they're not in politics.
1: But Keir Starmer's on the brink of doing it. He's 33 points ahead of the Tories. So the public are moving towards someone who, I presume, in your opinion, is far more suitable to be prime minister.
0: Yeah, look, I I think he'd be way, way, way better than than what we've got or or what we've had in recent years. Um, But at the same time, I I, I think that, you know, Keir's strengths – which are which are not to be underestimated, you know, being a good bloke, decent values, hard working, cetera. But I think still one of the things that people keep saying about him is, Oh, you know, does he inspire me? Is he has he got oomph? Has he got this? Has he got that? I mean look, I think he'd be I think he'd be so much better than what we've got. But I you know, I think what I think where John was coming from in the terms of the question was, you know, where are the Mandelas? Where are the Kennedys? Where are the you know, the people that get the kind of hair well, the people that get the hair standing up on your neck, you know, <laughs> there the, the, the the are very, very few. And it's, it's sad because you need good people in politics to inspire, inspire other people
2: to want to go into politics. To bring it back to fantasy football, everyone's got Erling Haaland in their team at the moment. But if you were picking like a, a politician's 11, because one of the things I think is interesting about fantasy football, you do have to pick from out. So you can't just pick 11 Forrest or 11 Leeds players. You do have to learn a sort of begrudging respect for what players do for other teams. Is there anyone, if you were picking a politics eleven, that you would say, do you know what, this this person actually is gonna is gonna score me points every week? They're gonna land a punch of PMQs. They're gonna they're really good in their constituency. Do
0: you mean from the other parties?
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, outside of yeah, Blaine, I mean, look,
0: I I, I look at uh, I think some of the SNP politicians are very strong. Um, I I actually there are, you know there are some Tory politicians that I've, I'm quite friendly with. Um, I do. I do like um, the way that that guy, Tobias Elwood, uh, who I think ought to be a minister, and if tr- trust that in a sense would make him a minister, but I like the way he keeps sort of, you know, going down the track that he believes in. Johnny Mercer, who's fought really hard for veterans. Um, but listen, Johnson got rid of a lot of the good ones. I mean, the idea that Ken Clark is <laughs> not a Tory and shouldn't be a Tory MP, uh, Anna Soubry, Dominic Grieve, I mean, these are all good people. I don't agree with the, the kind of basic political outlook but you know they're good people you named a lot of remainers there
1: who is the best brexiteer uh
0: the one who's honest enough to admit that it's not going very well and there aren't many of them
1: <laughs> so i don't know any of them you, you're obviously a marathon runner you, i imagine you you've played in football games i've seen you play in celebrity games have you ever played football against keir starmer or with no, him no
0: but I hear, I hear he's not bad
1: and he plays five aside
0: yeah i've never i've never i mean i'm just i'm just not fit enough for uh for five a side, well, I'm fit, but I'm uh, listen. My football skills were never great, and but the last time I played, I was truly awful. I'm just dirty, Matt. I'm just a dirty no. player. <laughs> I, I, I really do model myself on. I'm a cross between Norman Hunter and Billy Bremner. I was going
2: to say, I think you might be a Leeds fan. You no, know? I'm, I'm really not a a Leeds lot. fan,
0: but I, but I, 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 and there's something about football that I, I actually, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of this, but I, I got in a. The last two weddings I've been at, there have been football matches, and I've not behaved. I've really not behaved well at all.
1: What do you mean you've not behaved?
0: I did
2: a bad foul. Would you like oh. to apologise for that bridesmaid now? Or
0: it, w- it was a bloke. <laughs> it was a bloke, and the the, we- the wedding was the, 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 the last wedding but one was of a Forest fan, Greg Nugent. Oh yes, and the, and the guy that I have tackled—well, um, I didn't tackle him as so much as hit him because he f- tackled me from behind. <gasps> And um, and I remember my daughter was on the touchline. Grace, you was just screaming, Dad, Dad, you're embarrassing. Stop it, stop it. <laughs> but yeah, and then I got I got involved in yeah I get involved in skirmishes at football when I'm playing, but not when I'm watching.
2: I guess you're a target though. Aren't yeah, you?
0: yeah. No, the guy the guy did. It was a really. I mean, I I, I kind of felt my Achilles going, and I thought I'm not having that scumbag. What? Yeah, it wasn't a big wallop. It was just a sort of, you know... Well, I'm always very conscious. I don't want to get a red card. So it was like, you know, it was it was yellow, borderline red, and I got away with it.
1: We've got a few running themes on this, Charleston. I just want to pick your brains about them. Um, we're going to have an end-of-season forfeit for whoever finishes below the other one in the league. Um, some people have suggested we slap... The, the loser gets slapped round the face uh, with a dead fish. Uh, Daiichi suggested we do a thing where we run around a broom handle and then uh, try and take a penalty on the park. Are there any forfeits that come to mind and you feel free to be as sadistic or as, as brutal as you wish?
0: Uh, I think if Leeds finish ahead of Forest, you, Matt Ford, yeah. should have to go to Leeds' opening game next season wearing a Forest strip and dirty Leeds banner. <laughs> but, but if, I would if, get beat up, If, <clears throat> if Forrest... Uh finish ahead of Leeds. I think John should go to a forest game yeah. wearing only a
2: Leeds United dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Forest finish above Leeds, let's be honest, that game will be in the championship. <laughs>
1: uh, you, you, you were also um, famed uh, when you were uh, Director of Communications at Number 10 or the Prime Minister's official spokesman uh, for dealing with the lobby uh, and some of the insults that perhaps were thrown your way and some of these uh, insults that you may have uh, aimed at others. Were you ever called, or have you ever called anyone else, a shit-eater? No. Why not?
0: No, I don't think. Have you been called that?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've, we've uncovered by pure chance that this is a whole subculture going on in this country at the moment. A lot of people are getting called a shit-eater. It, it, it's kind of like a phenomenon that we've unearthed.
0: Oh, but Matt, you now know that because you've discussed this with me, I'm going to get loads of people saying that on social media. You just know that. That's why you've done it.
1: Oh, that's a really good. What's your Twitter handle again? <sighs> at Campbell Claret. That's the one. There we go. Alistair, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, well, I hope, you, I hope I hope it's educated you a little bit. It has. Do, do you think forests are going to be safe this season? By the way, no. Oh. Do you want us yeah. to be?
0: I like Forest. I've told you that before. I really yeah. like Forest. I like going to Forest. So, yeah. you know, um, it's one of my favourite grounds. It's yeah. still got that old feel. Yes. I, as, as you also know, I love Brian Clough stories. Yes. Um, you gave me that when I came to do your podcast show. You gave me that book by the <laughs> Forest fan. Isn't it great? Oh, it's one of the best books. I've, I've, I've given that book to so many people.
1: It's brilliant. Um,
0: so no, I like Forest And yeah, I've always liked Forest. Always had a soft spot for
1: Forest. So what you're saying is you'd like to go to a game together. Maybe we could have a nice meal, walk over the bridge, sunlight. Just I'm not sure a nice about evening the meal. together, two friends. No,
0: I'm not sure about the meal. I mean, I just think that that whole thing about eating and football. I don't know. What's that about, Matt? What, okay, what well, not a meal, meal then.
1: We can just walk over Trent Bridge by moonlight. What, what is this some kind of
0: homoerotic thing going on here that well, I'm not we began up
1: talking about fantasy and you said you didn't do fantasy football i just wondered maybe this was more in your wheelhouse
0: <laughs> no i was thinking what i <laughs> could do we could get the trade from st pancras we could go up to nottingham yeah. i could go in the away end you could go in with your prawn sandwich people yeah. uh <laughs> and 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 then we could enjoy the game
2: this episode is brought to you by state farm
1: Yeah, we could hurl abuse at each other. We could, like, do throat slitting gestures. Who easy. are you? Who are you, you shit eater? Hey? <laughs> you shit
0: eater. You end. shit eater. Alistair, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, guys.
2: Thanks so much.
1: John, uh, are you sitting down? Yes. Excellent. I've got some very exciting news.
3: <gasps> You've ordered me a new chair. <laughs>
1: No, better. We've been approached to make our very own CPFPL beer to accompany the podcast with Leeds's very own Kirkstall Brewery. I think we should open it up to the listeners to suggest. Get in touch. What should the comedians playing FPL beer taste like? Email us at hello at cpfpl.com with some suggestions. And for a bit of inspiration... Kirkstall are known for their delicious cask beers like Three Swords and Dissolution, as well as modern hoppy beers like Virtuous and Judicious. So what should it be like? Should it be dark and bitter like John's soul? Or should it be light and positive, sparkling and popular? like um, one of my mates. As well as brewing great beer, they also own some of the best pubs in West Yorkshire, like the Kirkstall Bridge Inn and the Cardigan Arms in Leeds, the Sparrow Beer Cafe in Bradford, and their own tap room at the Brewery on Kirkstall Road. I'm going to do a pub crawl around all of them. Listeners can get 20% off everything on Kirkstall's online shop with the code CPFPL20 and look out for a very special collaboration beer from us and Kirkstall very soon. Just visit the website... Kirkstallbrewery.com and click on shop.
3: Very quickly, you making any changes this week? You've had an exceptional run three weeks in a row. What What are you thinking going let into the me next have a game? L-
1: week? Hang on, let me have a look. Let me have a look.
3: Are you? Are you gonna? Are you, what are you gonna do? I'm going to have to. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I'm at risk of certainly a minus four. I think because I cannot have dead wood in my squad. So um, I can't have people who aren't starting. And if Skamaka scored, I would say that Antonio is unlikely to start again in the weekend. So yeah, action will be taken.
1: Yeah, I think having sadly having a forest defender is probably not although it, at some point surely it's got to turn
3: so I'm still yes, I remember still you saying the same about 3-4. Harry Kane what? I remember you saying the same about Harry Kane it's got to happen it's got to come good Villa at an, home
1: oh. they didn't score against Leeds I just think having a forest defender given how many we're now conceding is tricky um, so maybe I swap the problem is my midfield is, is such a Maybe I keep a defender actually. Or maybe I just have all my forest players on the bench. But that's there's no fun in that, is there? No.
3: You've got to back Lingard at home to Villa. Have I? And Johnson. Johnson's a fine player.
1: I think I keep Johnson. I think I'm looking at offloading in, in the medium term, if things don't improve for Forest, not having a Forest defender. Well then Nico Williams, I'm just convinced he's good for an assist. So I'm going to keep Nico Williams. I think I'm going to try and offload Lingard. And maybe bring in Gibbs White or something like that. It's really difficult because I'm ultra competitive. How many Leeds players have you got, by the way?
3: Three. Yeah. Ilan Melier, Luke Ayling, Jack Harrison. Mm-hmm. Oh, I
1: also need to, I think I need to get rid of Zinchenko and, and uh, I'm minded to bring in Tierney instead.
3: Oh, it's a dear week. Well, I can't deal with that all this week. Or do you just get it all done and accept a defeat, but go into the next few game weeks knowing that you've taken your hit?
1: I'd rather store up a, a couple of um, transfers, so that I could do a couple of transfers in a week rather than take a point. Yeah, hit.
3: it's lovely that. To, I'm not going nice to be able to do in
1: that. It. And I also think with Haaland, Jesus, Madison, Almiron, Trippier, De Bruyne. It's a good team. It is 109 points, the highest scorer in the entire league this week. I think that's the first time that's ever happened to me. You were the second highest. Oh, no. Tom Davis was second
3: highest with 107. So there. Suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we've got time for this week. Um
1: Remember, we've also launched a subscription service on anotherslice.com where you get extra bonus, exclusive episodes of the podcast not available on the usual feed Extra unheard content for no one's ears but yours. And you get regular episodes early and loads of other extras as well. You still get this regular podcast for free. So if you don't sign up, you'll still always get this. But there's a load of extra goodies. And week by week, like an Aladdin's cave of CPFPL gold gets added to, like lost treasure. Go to anotherslice.com slash CPFPL for details, we've got two exclusive episodes out on the platform already, with loads more exclusive podcasts being
3: added every month. And here's a snippet from the latest episode. Do you remember when we went bowling? Because this is one of the most unbelievable thing that's ever happened to me. What?
1: No, I don't remember.
3: We went bowling in Kingston. Bowling. We went bowling. Um, I, I outplayed you. I beat you that night. You gutted a ball so hard and so early that that ball wobbled or you i mean it literally went into the gutter halfway down right. you threw it with such force it wobbled in the gutter and on its way past knocked over the back right hand pin and you won that game by one pin <laughs> and i have never forgotten that it's a sign of the injustice that befalls people like me how have I forgotten that? I didn't never know there was a bowling alley in Kingston. Where is it? You were unbearable when it happened, and for <laughs> some weeks after, so I'm glad you have forgotten. It's, the, it's, one of the, it's one of the most unfair things I've ever seen. I wish it's if I'd thing. been filming that, that would have been a viral clip. The rules are clear. It was within the rules. It wasn't within the rules. You got the ball. You prat. <laughs>
1: you you have the sour little on. sod. You can't even let me have that. No, I can't let you have that. It's cheating. We've got to go back. We've got to go back, and we've got to film it for Another Slice, listeners. We're going to, Right, I'm going to try well, there you go. That's a promise. So I look right. forward to that. Tantalised you should be. Go to anotherslice.com slash cpfpl.com to improve your life forever. Remember to send us new format and strand ideas and tweet us at comediansfpl. Email us hello at cpfpl.com if you've been affected by anything in today's show, and find us on Instagram, uh, comediansplayingfpl.com facebook at comedians fpl and please leave a five star written review so that the rest of the world can share in this wonderful community and i'm just going to say thank you now so to those of you that have done it thank you so much and to you now picking up that phone about to do it go on do it yes i'm talking to you do it (gasps) why didn't you do it bye bye